Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. My dad has left for Paris, France to play Jack Birdbath in the second season of Patriot. So this means a lot of the material that will be coming out the next few weeks will be pre-recorded segments, skits, and short stories like the one we have for you now by Tony Fitzpatrick. This is from my book, This Train. I've made more than a few tributes to the great Chicago writer Nelson Algren in my life. His shadow looms large over how I see the city. Algren, of course, is the steely realist who will not let us bullshit ourselves about who we are in Chicago. He is also of the soft heart who is full of a gambler's optimism about who we could be. He was a master of the gray, the good and the bad, and the bad and the good. He leavened his often sad and tragic stories with a wry humor. He was also aware of Chicago's propensity for eating its own. He often remarked that Chicago could not love you back, and went to his grave believing that. Every year or so, I reread Chicago City on the Make and marvel at its sprawling and adventurous storytelling. It still moves like a freight train. It is a bitter pill and a love letter all at the same time. It is one of the primary texts of my lifetime. In the past year, while I was making these pieces about hobos, I reacquainted myself with some of the great novels of the Depression. And just after Jack Conroy's The Disinherited, Algren's Somebody in Boots, and John Steinbeck's Cannery Row, it occurred to me that for all of the poverty in our country, there was certainly no poverty of the imagination or spirit among artists. This awful period goaded a great many of our finest artists into their best and most challenging work. It went across all disciplines, books, paintings, poems, music, and dance. Artists went the length to speak to the condition of their world. They seemed to have a stake in their communities, not the least of them Nelson Algren. He wrote of the despair of the drug addict 20 years before William Burroughs became a junkie cult hero mining the same subject. Algren was always ahead of the cultural curve one of those who could see five miles down the road. He lived in my neighborhood when he lived here, about five blocks from where I live now. What is resonant for me is that some of my neighbors could have walked right out of the man with the golden arm or the neon wilderness. There is still no shortage of walking wounded in this part of town. This is also the city Algren remembered. Polish, Ukrainian, Slavic, Jewish, Italian, and Irish. A city of tribes and bone-deep grudges. It is also the city where he gambled away most of what he made in his lifetime. Cards, horses, fights, ball games, you name it, he bet on it. He would often joke to friends, a gambler's money has no home. When I walk down Chicago Avenue, my favorite street in the world, I squint my eyes right around the old Goldblatt's building. I feel as if there's still a whiff of Algren in this town. 
when I hear soul music from a window or polka music. When I see an old Ukrainian lady on her porch in her housecoat smoking and surveying the street. Or the old old or the old style sign with the Jima Pivo underneath it. I realize that the city fathers and real estate creeps have not been able to gentrify Algren out of this part of town. His shadow is still here and still large. Mm-hmm. 